0: You are now tuned into The Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to tell their stories. This is episode 63 of The Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to share their stories. My name is James Bodden, and today's guest for episode 63 is McKaylee Pruitt. She is an AE at SecureLink. She's got a background in frontline BDR. She's been frontline retail sales. And honestly, our conversation will help so many folks that are getting into sales for the first time and dealing with a lot of the realities, kind of the cold hard realities of what it's like to be in sales. Michaely and I talk about her journey and how she's been able to deal with some of those realities and and the way that she's come out on the other side of it and been better for it and improved and furthered her own career. She gives some amazing insights. If you can't listen to the entire episode right now, I did have McKaylee serve up a snack break sales tip. Check it out.
1: The first thing that comes to mind is something that I've been working on as I'm transitioning into this new role. And I think that best tip here would be just stay in the moment Mm. in everything you do, but especially when you're on the phone with a customer or a prospect, because if you're actually being mindful there, like as sales professionals, we go through intense training, cold call execution, objection, handling, buyer persona, product knowledge, of course, And, oh, that's great. Oh, you need to know all of that. But I would argue it's more important to be in the moment with that person that you're on the phone with. You sort of have Mm -hmm. to let all of that sort of go and be able to really connect with the human that you're trying to help.
0: A fantastic sales tip from McKaylee Pruitt on episode 63 of the Lunch Break podcast. When you have a chance, come back. Listen to the entire episode. But for now... Let's take McKaylee's advice from that snack break sales tip and be in the moment. I hope you enjoy this episode 63 with McKaylee Pruitt. All right, here we go. Episode 63 of the Lunch Break Podcast. And I am super excited about my guest today. As always, all of my guests, uh, I always connect with all of my guests on LinkedIn. So I feel like it's kind of a tired thing to say, but my guest and i connected on linkedin uh i've I've really enjoyed just kind of her perspective on um sales and outbound and playbooks so very excited about my guest today mckaylee pruitt mckaylee thanks so much for taking the time to come on the show
1: thank you so much james i have actually been just engorging your content for about a year now and i can say that it has made all the difference with me professionally so being able to be here with you and on my first podcast ever and it being yours that is just fantastic.
0: Yeah, well hey, you know, I think um one of the things, one of the indicators to me that that somebody's doing something the right way, whatever it is whether it's sales or marketing or rollerblading which I think <laughs> needs to make a comeback um uh, you know, is, is seeking help and asking and reaching out. Um, and so, you know, kudos to you for kind of having that mindset and uh, connecting and, and, and being here. So with that, we'll dive in the same way that I always get these things started. Um, McKaylee, talk to us about how you got started in sales.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of hard to actually look back and separate sales, you know, from beginning to end here in my life, right? You know, I feel like I've always just sort of been in sales in some way or another. Um, But a lot like uh, Sarah Drake came on and said on your podcast uh, last season was service industry. So exact same thing here. Started out as a cave tour guide, transitioned into restaurants, eventually got into bartending, cocktail waitressing. And I, I'm I'm a college dropout, so I like to say that the service industry was sort of my MBA in sales. So that's definitely where it all started. Uh eventually um needed to move to Austin, wanted to actually get into real tech. So um took a job selling direct TV in a Walmart. And I know you have a retail sales background, yes. so you can probably empathize there. Uh, <laughs> then transitioned to doing live uh, lead generation, cold calling, in another retail location for Tesla Solar, uh,
0: mm. and
1: that was that was incredibly challenging. After that, started working at Main Street Hub, and that's where my passion for cold calling really started. Now I'm at SecureLink, love it, so that's where I am now.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's so cool. And, and you kind of, I don't know, flew over it or glazed over it. Uh, you were a cave <laughs> tour guide. That's-,
1: that's true. Yeah. And I drove, uh, I had people trusting me with their children 200 feet down in the ground like and I had to drive a little train and I worked for tips you know so I was the cave tour guide all the kids wanted to go with because I was like okay I need a parent here in this dark spot you hold your flashlight watch your head here we're gonna go into this part I'm not supposed to take you in but you're gonna love it and (laughs) yeah and then I would have to put people in an elevator that would go way up in the sky where you can see all the beautiful Texas hill country. And sometimes it would get stuck in the middle of your going all the way up. And <laughs> that's thinking on your feet there. You know, you have a, a a mom and her kids like packed in this like metal elevator with you, You're yards and yards and yards up into the sky. And you're like, it's going to be okay. This happens all the time.
0: <laughs> We're good. <laughs> We're good. Uh, that is wild. So, I'm so glad that I brought that up because that, that is absolutely <laughs> crazy. Um, and, 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 but it sounds like you, that probably gave you the inkling that like creating an experience was, was important, right? Because you, right like the way that you described it, you know, you were like taking them on a journey. Like, I'm not supposed to do this. Like my manager said not to, but you know, it's like kind of that that um, that inclination that you need to kind of make it an experience and put on a show. And I think one of the things that I always love about folks like us that come from the service industry, the retail industry, you know, when you're standing in the middle of a Walmart and your job is to Ugh. corral people that are walking by into a conversation about changing internet service or TV service you know, you, you better be entertaining if 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 you're going to have any success with that and i have a really f- funny story about so i'm not sure uh, how you got started with doing the direct TV. So uh, tell me how you got started doing that, and then I'll tell you about an experience I had with that, which is super funny.
1: I had no college degree, needed to get out of my hometown, which is uh, the Corpus Christi Gulf Coast area of Texas. Yep. If you've been there, you know, it's great in the summer, but there's not really much going on any other time. And I knew, I knew I wanted to be in tech. And Austin, I had always said, I'm never going to move to Austin. Such a hypocritical <laughs> thing. Now I'm here and I'm like, I don't know if I want to go anywhere else. And yeah. so I just knew I needed to go to Austin. Like, I'm telling you, like someone just, I had barely met was like, Hey, I'm moving to Austin in four months. And I'm like, I am going with you. And so I needed a job, knew I could sell something and just, you know, kind of hit the ground running.
0: I wasn't was really first... sure
1: what I was getting into, but yeah. you know, that's, sometimes that's how you have to start
0: yeah absolutely so well and it that's such an important part of getting to an end point or reaching some sort of next level of recognizing that you know what i know this is where i want to end up but i know that i'm not going to be like i have to kind of go through this these few things first before I'm even in that ballpark. And I think when you realize that, there's a little bit of peace there. There's a little bit of, all right, well, I can kind of dig in here and realize that, you know, there is a higher meaning to what I'm doing other than just kind of waking up every day and, and rolling out of bed and trying to make it happen, as they say. But um,
1: so true. And just getting to that next step and then getting to that next step after that. Sometimes that's all you need to do to really make an impact on your career. And I think yeah. that's so important especially with entry level sales roles because mm-hmm. they're tough.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, but you know, <laughs> when you again, when you and I'll be interested to see what your your take is on kind of making the shift from the retail side of things into the onto the phones, but you know, my experience was you know, I, I didn't even know really what I wanted to do after retail, but I knew that I didn't want to do it anymore. And <laughs> yeah. uh, that, yeah. that was it was yeah. clear enough that I knew that I had to make a change. And, and yeah, I mean, sometimes you do kind of just have to make make that kind of split second decision of, of yep, I'm going with you. I'm making that move because this is going to lead me down a path of some, somewhere that I, I think I want to be. And I don't even really know. I think so much pressure is put on young people. I mean, it's from the time you're in ninth grade, they're trying to tell you, like, choose a career track. Or are you going to be a, you know, what are you going to do when you grow up? Um, and so there's so much pressure to, to figure it out and have a plan when sometimes all you need to do is really worry about that next step.
1: That is that I that is actually a topic I'm just incredibly passionate about. Um, there is this uh, philosopher. His name is Isaac Morehouse. I don't know if you're familiar with him. With him, uh, no. but he his basic like thing is just don't do stuff you hate and just keep trying new things and then just kind of cross it off as you go. Like if you have a smidge of a talent and some thing and it can make you some revenue, try it. Figure out what you hate about it and then move on. And that's kind of just how I've planned my whole career out. However, I do want to backtrack. You you promised me a funny story about oh, yes. your retail okay. experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So I was trying to get out of selling cell phones. And so I was I had zero network. I knew nobody. Uh, I, I I mean, I just had zero resources other than literally like career builder and monster, and so I applied to all of these different jobs and i went to and and, and a lot of them were like outside sales direct t v outside sales type jobs and real vague job descriptions and shit like that so um I go to a job interview and it 's you know to do that to like stand in uh Walmart or wherever and sell direct t v Um, and I go to the building, I walk in and there's like receptionists, cards. I go into a conference room. I have an interview with somebody who's like the typical type a, I mean, he had shoulder pads in his jacket, I think. Right. And he, and his hair, it was just great. Yeah. The seats were like leather, green leather. Um, and they had a fish (laughs) tank with no fish in it. It was fantastic. And, um, and so the interview goes whatever and I knew that I probably wouldn't be able to cut it because I kn- I was not aggressive I didn't consider myself to be an aggressive person because this guy was like can you get somebody to stop shopping and sign up you know he was so aggressive and bought into it and I was like no I can't so I knew that I probably wasn't going to do that and then so two days later I had another job interview and I'm like oh I end up the GPS takes me and I'm like, Oh, it's in the same building as this place that I was the other day. That's funny. So I walk into the building and there is a completely different set of receptionists with a completely set of bi- different set of different business cards. I wait in the same waiting room. And then I go into the same conference room and have the almost identical uh, interview. <laughs> with a dude that looked just slightly different than the one from the other day, but it was a completely different company. And it was a completely, it was AT&T instead of direct TV. It was so weird that by the end of it, I was like, I was here a couple of days ago and interviewed, are you guys related somehow? Is this, you know, your businesses together? And he was like, no. No, not at all. He he was like seemed concerned or something. So, I don't know. I think maybe I had stumbled across something real sketchy cuz there was a business there one day and then 2 days later was something completely different. It was absolutely hilarious. It was one of the most strangest interview like couple of days that I've ever had um, because he tried to say that it wasn't like, he was like, no, we've been here for a week or whatever. I was like, dude, I was yeah. I was here the other day. So yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> that was my little taste of almost, almost selling direct TV in a Walmart was uh, <laughs> going to a fly by night business. So, you know, I think that really, it's sketchy. yeah, super sketchy. And I think that's also <laughs> super important, right? Because it, uh, you know you have those kind of sketchy experiences and work in those kind of less than desirable sales roles because you know to your point i've got this skill i know i can sell something so let me just go do that and you know build up my my foundation um when you when when you made the switch over to inside sales cold calling um what i mean I can imagine, because you, you said earlier, entry-level sales roles, super hard, super tough. And I think a lot of folks think about entry-level sales roles on the B2B side, SDR, all that great stuff. But for folks like you, you, know, you have this entire layer of sales experience of really kind of the toughest kind, right? Like face-to-face rejection. <laughs> you know, like uh, oh gosh, yeah. You know, watching the person walk away that just called you an a hole or whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, that's tough. And so, what what was that experience like for you going into a role that that's typically touted as something like, oh, this is super tough. This is super hard to do.
1: With going into selling fast like and cold calling from retail, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: like just just that switch right from from selling face to face to selling over the phone and and because you know it's you always hear people talk about how hard that that cold calling is, and I just feel like folks like you probably have a different perspective, you know,
1: right, and I think what I really got out of that, the retail experience that I was able to taking the cold call it's really different but it gets you comfortable with being uncomfortable quicker than someone who's like green on the phone like yeah. I'll admit my first cold call we had like these little switches with like three buttons on the left side of your screen right and you just I'm like hovering over the call button on my first cold call I remember this moment like my, my I was like sweating I was so nervous just out of training like uh, Main Street Hub, they have an amazing training program where, where they'll have sales trainers about, like, I don't know, three or four of them in your room with you your first month, actually, cold calling, right? So you'll have call call coaching, call shadowing.
0: Yeah. And
1: I'm just hovering over the phone. And I know all these, like, seasoned veterans are listening for my calls. Like, they're waiting so they can hop in and, like, coach me through stuff. And I'm just, yeah. like, frozen. So it was a different kind of like freezing up and uncomfortable, but I will say eventually it made it easier because I I was, I was known for being able to like not take no the first time or the second time, sometimes not even the third time because I really got my start at main street hub selling to the auto industry. And when you're Mm. selling to an auto guy, you have to be direct they tell you no you have to show them why they need to listen to you really quickly you have to get them on the computer see your product then and so (laughs) i think having that retail experience where you kind of have to sometimes physically block the way of someone who's trying to leave you uh not not like violently but no you're right with body language you know like you're i'm projecting something I'm, I'm giving you something here, right?
0: Yeah. And no, I But that. I will
1: say there was a challenge with not with, uh, I, so I can think of a specific moment here where one of my first weeks on the phone, my tone was awful. Like went into my first call, cold calling session or uh training session. And my manager just looked at me and was like, I'm going to be honest with you, no one will take you seriously if you're talking in that tone. And I think I had relied too much on my body language Mm -hmm. and the way I present myself from coming from face to face. So that was a bit of a challenge there.
0: Yeah. (sighs) You know, I think you, (laughs) I think so many people can relate to that experience though, right? Of, of, um, right you know, it is a nerve wracking thing. And and there are so many elements. And especially when you go through training scenarios where you're in a room. I mean, it's unnatural, first of all, right? It's an unnatural thing. It's way more unnatural than the face to face thing, right? People are walking and you can kind of approach them or somebody walks in your store, and they're looking around, whatever it is. But, you know, when you're, learning how to cold call and you're doing it in front of your superiors or your new teammates and oh God, it's a super nerve wracking thing. And then you make the it's first awful. live <laughs> call, you know, um, geez, it's, it's, it's
1: petrifying.
0: Yeah. And it's so we funny. That you make... Don't
1: talk about that enough that, that no, it is yeah. terrifying. You worst. know, yeah. <laughs> And and what's funny is I tell new reps, I'm like, I still get that same feeling before I make my first cold call every day. Not as strong, But I still get those similar feelings of like, oh, shit, you know, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you just learn to go with it and use it as fuel, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. And as somebody who, you know, I think it's, I think that's why the stereotypical salesperson, like when you tell somebody like, I don't mind cold calling. They pro they automatically probably think, okay, this person is an extrovert, this person doesn't have anxiety, this doesn't ha this person doesn't worry, this person would never have stage fright, right? When in reality, I myself have tons of effing anxiety and you know, right. uh, overthink things and am not an extrovert and have to like retreat back into um, my cave after a party and like recharge and um it 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 absolutely is terrifying right and and it that that terror when it's met with compassion from the people that you're doing it with and empathy with your teammates and your leadership and like when you can kind of go through that experience of feeling those feelings and then come out on the other side of it and for better or worse know that you're still there and uh, you're not going to get fired and nobody's hating on you. Cause everybody else just had to do the same exact thing. You know, that's when that's how right. that, that terror gets kind of parsed down into the motivation that you're speaking about. Right. Which is so key. I mean, if you're not slightly worried, I think that's probably something I've struggled with lately is, is um, not being Nervous enough. Cause that kind of gets, you know, the adrenaline going and you're a little bit more ready to tackle whoever the hell picks up the phone. So, uh, so you know, true. It, <laughs> you,
1: yeah. It's your body preparing you to take on that challenge, it's fight or flight, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so when, when, when you see new reps come in and they're struggling, what are some of the things that, that you'll kind of go to them with, just from what you've learned, which, you know, I think is probably the best kind of advice for somebody that's new is to get it from somebody who's like fresh off doing it. (laughs) You know, it's like the best, most, most relevant advice.
1: Okay. I want to peel that back a little bit more. So Mm -hmm. I'm actually more scared of when a rep starts and they just hit the ground running or instantly just killing it. (laughs) <laughs> like they just come on hit the phone and then just it, it just seems like it's too easy for them right yeah because then once they see their first sight of you know turmoil or shit not going as planned they crumble and I've seen yeah. it a million times so I I always tell new rep, new reps to just lean into the discomfort and mm. to just how how much you suck and just <laughs> get better every day like and actually, I will say, listen to your own calls. That's probably the best piece of advice. If you're a new SDR, new AE, you should be listening to every single conversation that you have. That's the quickest way to just weed out a lot of the stuff that is less than optimal in your
0: performance. But that's the worst, yeah. though, McKaylee. That's the worst thing to do, though. Are you, man? That's such it good is. advice, but it's such such a hard thing to do. Ugh, I. Yeah, I've, I've. It's awful, icky. Yeah. That's the word. That's yeah, the word. It's
1: awful. <laughs> but I well, can tell you, my 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 career pivoted when I was in that room with Cor, uh with Corey Terry, who's one of the senior uh, sales trainers at Main Street Hub now, GoDaddy, and sitting in that room with him and him just pausing the call, looking at me, and be like, "No one is going to take this vocal tone seriously." I get out of that training session, implement that change, and get someone on the fly on a demo with like three calls later. It's, you know, invaluable to actually be that self-aware. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Self-aware is the key. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, you've you've obviously early on recognized the importance of self-awareness, taking those kind of incremental steps, right, that that are – you know essentially recognizing that that the path to success isn't linear right you sometimes have to go left and then go right and then go diagonal and then you end up in a place that seems backward (laughs) yeah right (laughs) precisely um so now um you're here it's 2020 what are you doing now what are you excited about for this upcoming year
1: so I recently got promoted out of SDR at my company. So Boom. I was an SDR, right? I was an SDR for a year at SecureLink. Learned a lot there. Now I'm an account manager. And so I'm taking on that new challenge. I've, I've been in a role maybe four weeks now. So fantastic. definitely excited to see where that goes. Yeah.
0: Congratulations. That is a fantastic way to kick off the new year.
1: Right? It's, it's been so, so much to learn. It's, <laughs> you know, it's it's a lot different than what I was doing.
0: Yeah. Well, that it's seems to be your... It's weird not being a
1: person who knows the answers.
0: <laughs> hey, well, I think that seems to kind of be your pattern here, Michaela, is uh, jumping into shit that you don't really know how to do and then somehow in a short period of time, ending up being the person that everybody's coming to for answers. So I have no doubt that uh, that feeling will be fleeting for you. Um, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, with any new role, that automatically means you're going to have an interesting year of learning. And, um, you know, I think that's fantastic. Uh, I, I am conscious of time here and want to make sure that uh, I get just a quick actionable tip that folks can use when they get done listening to this episode?
1: The first thing that comes to mind is something that I've been working on as I'm transitioning into this new role. And I think that best tip here would be just stay in the moment
0: Mm. in
1: everything you do, but especially when you're on the phone with a customer or a prospect, because if you're actually being mindful there, like as sales professionals, we go through intense, training, cold call execution, objection handling, buyer persona, product knowledge, of course. And oh, that's great. Oh, you need to know all of that. But I would argue it's more important to be in the moment with that person that you're on the phone with. You sort of have Mm -hmm. to let all of that sort of go and be able to really connect with the human that you're trying to help. Because if you're too in your head, like... Thinking about what you should say next, you'll miss out on golden nuggets. For example, my my new boss, our chief customer officer, Justin Strachney, he always tells me before going into a call, plan, know what you're gonna say, know what your intended outcome is, write it down, and then when they get there with you, just let it go and be there with them. Yeah, And that has helped me immensely. Whew,
0: that's fantastic advice. Okay, and I have to make sure that I ask you the same question that I ask everybody that comes on the Lunch Break podcast. McKaylee, what is your favorite place to eat lunch?
1: So this is a hard one. I, Austin is such a foodie city.
0: Oh, yeah. That
1: being that our company is a little bit on the outskirts of Austin, we're deep in the hill country with beautiful views, there aren't that many options for lunch, but I'll say that my favorite place this place called giovanni's it's ran by this older italian couple it's right down the road the calamari is great Mm. the pizza is great and me and my team we always go out there
0: yeah i have to say that i think probably over the course of all of the episodes italian is the most popular popular (laughs) choice so you're in good company with the majority of the folks that have come on michaelie thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. It sounds like, you know, you've got a lot of exciting things going on and um, your time is precious. So thank you so much. And I want to make sure that if people want to reach out to you, connect with you, uh, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: LinkedIn, obviously. Uh, Boom. Just, just, just type in M-C-K-A-Y-L-I-E and I promise I'm the first person that will pop up on <laughs> the <kid> it. <laughs>
0: Boom. That is called Great SEO by your parents. Right? (laughs) All right. Thank you, James. It was great to be here. Yeah. Thanks so much.